Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. So, the Devils went dancing with the Lady in Black and they came out victorious with a shutout. That was arguably one of their best games of the year. And it is a stepping stone going forward because it's been a rough go at it for them the last few games or so. So, this was kind of the game that they needed. And what better way to do it than against a Flyers team that is struggling mightily. We have a lot to discuss this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And the New Jersey Devils have finally ended their four-game winless streak by beating the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of three to nothing. So for this first segment, I'm basically going to give you guys my reactions and what I noticed while watching the game. So this was just an overall uneventful game to say the least. Now, look, I get it. The New Jersey Devils beat the Flyers once again, three to nothing. We shut them out. I believe this is our second shutout this season. But let's be honest, guys, this wasn't exactly the most exciting game. It had its moments. It had its, um, you know, things of that nature that did get me out of my seat. But for the most part, you can't sit there and tell me that this was an entertaining game. It was pretty boring for the most part. But you know what? In this case, boring is good because here's what I noticed big from the New Jersey Devils. They played their best 60 minutes on that sheet of ice this season. Arguably, of course, but Based on everything that I saw, just based on how they were moving in special teams, how uh, they were moving in the offensive zone, how they were playing solid defense, how good Mackenzie Blackwood looked, and also we'll talk about those jerseys a little bit later, but uh, my overall reaction from this game was that it was a good win, and this is a good stepping stone, and I'm glad, once again, we were able to snap that four-game winless streak, but for the most part, uh, I I was just left, you know, eh, it was a good game, but nothing impressive, nothing exciting, but you know what? Like I said, boring is good. We got the shutout, and uh, what more can you ask for? So remember what I said in the last episode, guys. If we could just keep Drew in check, then I, I think we would have been just fine. And lo and behold, we were able to shut out the Flyers and get the W because I said it in yesterday's episode that I was guaranteeing a New Jersey Devils victory because, interesting fact, Mackenzie Blackwood is now 8-0-2 when he goes up against the Philadelphia Flyers. So he is still undefeated in terms of not losing to the Flyers in regulation. So he still has that going for him. So I saw a tweet saying like he's like Rocky Balboa against the Philadelphia Flyers. He just doesn't lose. So that's really impressive. I did not know that going into the game. But overall, you know, I guess the first period, it had its moments. Just like something that comes to mind is when JVR, of the Philadelphia Flyers decided to uh, hit Mikey McLeod really hard that left him bleeding and a lot of people were stunned as to why he was only assessed a cross-checking minor and not a major but I, I, I don't even have the answers because when looking at it, it it just seemed like he went after Mikey McLeod for no reason unless there was something that I missed that the television didn't show but 
um, overall, I, I, I feel as though he should have been assessed a major because, look, Mikey McLeod was literally left bleeding. And we all know that uh, McLeod is a tough cookie. Like, literally, I talked about him and his overall impact from last season, being second on the team in hits, uh, just trailing his buddy Bastion and how Miles Wood really shaped those two into shape. So, um, you know, like, just when we're looking at it from that standpoint, we know that uh, McLeod is not going to back down from a challenge. And overall, I'm glad that uh, McLeod was able to stand up for himself momentarily because he kind of backed off a little bit because I think he realized that look if I go to the penalty box and he also goes to the penalty box then it kind of defeats the purpose of uh, giving my team an opportunity to win because like I said in the last episode the New Jersey Devils they don't really give themselves too many opportunities to win a game so I was glad that you know he asserted himself at the same time he wasn't all that aggressive he eased back at the right possible time and just said you know what I'll go and get checked up because he had to go to the tunnel momentarily uh, for the trainers to just wipe the blood off from him and it left uh, people like me stunned as to why that's not assessed a boarding I even tweeted that out saying like looks like JVR was just looking for violence or he woke up and he just decided to choose violence I don't know what happened I don't know if McLeod had said something I I, I don't know if maybe there was a, a, a play that previously happened and it just wasn't shown on the broadcast but whatever the assessment is it, it really should have been boarding in my opinion because when I'm looking at the NHL rule book when I'm looking at uh, past plays that qualifies as a boarding so I'm a little stunned and but it gave the Devils the opportunity to enter the power play people were still concerned in terms of the Devils overall power play but the one thing I want to say is here's what I noticed from the Devils in terms of their power play they looked a lot more assertive and I'm not saying it was perfect, but at the same time, it, it looked a lot better. Like, the, yes, they were passing the puck around a lot, but it just seemed like they were just looking for the good open shot. It looked like that they weren't just trying to, you know, just let one go willy-nilly and then turn the puck over and then give up a shorthanded goal. It looked like that they were just trying to strategize a game plan, and in their first power play opportunity, just didn't work for them. But I saw them just get a lot of shots on Carter Hart during their man-up advantage, and I even tweeted about it. I said that the power play looked a lot better. I know some people were unsatisfied with it, but, you know, when I look at it meticulously, when I look at it again, I just saw the New Jersey Devils passing the puck around, and like I said, it just looked like that they were just trying to get the uh, open shot, and guys, they were able to get a power play goal once again this game. So, remember, in the last game against the Ottawa Senators, we didn't have a power play opportunity, but then the previous game against the Winnipeg Jets, despite that one being an absolute barn burner, we were still able to get a power play goal so you know I, I love that overall effort and uh, just improvement from the New Jersey Devils we're heading in the right direction not saying it's perfect we still have a long ways to go but based on what I noticed in terms of just our special teams they looked a lot better and our penalty kill you know it's nothing spectacular but it's solid it gets the job done so you know despite us complaining so much about our power play don't forget our penalty kill I, and, you know, a lot of people might disagree with me in this in this regard, but I personally think our penalty kill is solid. Nothing spectacular, but it's definitely not as concerning as our power play. And um, now I just want to talk about the overall players who made an impact in this game because uh, Jesper Bratt was able to get his seventh goal of the year in this game. He made this game one to nothing. And I, I even tweeted out, Jesper Bratt has been one of our best players this season with the exception of, you know, Andreas Janssen, uh, Dawson Mercer, Dougie Hamilton, of course. Pavel Zaka has had his moments, but, you know, he uh, is still looking for just some sort of momentum to go his way. He thought he got in this game. Unfortunately, his goal got waved off due 
due to him being off sides. But overall, you know, uh, I, I think Jesper Brat has been one of our best offensive players this season. And I talked about it in the last couple episodes because uh, Nico Heizer got the primary apple on uh, Jesper Brat's goal. I, and you know what? I'm glad that Nico Heizer is getting you know these assists. And I and like I said, I tweeted this out. Um, but I want to see Nico Heizer score a little bit more. So I'm glad that he's getting assists. But I expect Nico Heizer just to be getting more goals because uh, he only has three goals through 24 games played this season. And quite honestly, it's just like I'm, I'm just expecting a little bit more from him because uh, rookie year he had 20 goals, uh, sophomore year 17, and then uh, his junior year he had 14, and then last season he had six. Obviously, he only played in 21 games. So you see in the less games he's played, his goals uh, just go down. And I don't know um, what the exact math is. I'm not a math wizard or anything, but it doesn't seem like he's on the right pace to, you know, break his uh, rookie year in terms of goals. So there's still plenty of season for him to do something with that. And actually, he's second on our team in assists with uh, 12. He trails Jesper Bratt, who has 15. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I guess I really uh, can't complain too much about Nico Heizer. Like I said uh, a few episodes ago, I personally believe he should have been uh, move down to the bottom six just so that uh, Jack Hughes and Dawson Mercer can thrive a little bit more. That's my personal opinion, but I know a lot of people might disagree with me on that. But, you know, you got Jack Hughes, our, arguably our best player, and then you got Dawson Mercer in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy. However, after that pass by Trevor Zegras, I think uh, Mercer's position is actually going to drop a little bit. So I think he, instead of finishing third, he's now going to finish fourth. But, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But overall, I, I like Nico Heizer, but I just want him to just be a little bit more aggressive in terms of scoring. But he, he had a beautiful pass to Jesper Brat, and I really can't complain about that. And it was an excellent setup. And like I said, uh, Brat has been arguably one of our best players this year. He actually leads our team in points with 22. Then Andreas Janssen, Dawson Mercer, Dougie Hamilton. So I, I hit the nail on the head. Uh, Pavel Zaka has had a few clutch moments, and Nico Heizer is also uh, tops in terms of points. So uh, I really can't complain about uh, what Jesper Brat has brought brought to the table uh th this season no that was not intended for what i just said i i didn't even think twice about it but overall um you know i i think brat has been a very surprising player this year i we expected him to be good but i don't think any of us anticipated for him to be leading our team in points uh this far along in the year I know I wasn't. Maybe that's just me. But the more the merrier. We'll take any contribution we could potentially get. And speaking of contributing, you might want to contribute to your beard just a little bit because you probably want to stop the itch and you want it to look happy and healthy. So give your beard some help. So if you have a beard, you need to get primal. So if you or someone you care about has a beard, he needs to get primal. Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. of A. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products and dedication to the quality top-notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stefan's mother, was injured in a car accident, and the company was started to pay for treatment and recovery. So uh, here's the thing. I, I have a beard and I love using it, like I mentioned, because it makes it happy, it makes it healthy. So 
I highly suggest getting it. So we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you use. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off PrimalOriginOils.com. And now the second live read is going to come from our friends at Built Bar. Trust me, uh, it's a late night recording session for me, so I need some energy, so I'm going to take a Built Bar. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with descended flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you go for the raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and creams, or peanut butter brownie? Well, the choice is up to you. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down uh, the ball walls uh, and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in the endless shopping lines, trust me, it's a hassle for both. So if you're friends with Santa, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. And if you're extra good, maybe he'll get you even more flavors and it'll be one happy Christmas morning for you. And people are so passionate about their favorite flavors. So you probably do not want to bring it up at a family gathering. So uh, if you want something cozy and warm, here's a suggestion. Dip your Built Bar in a hot cup of cocoa. It will melt melt and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice, tasty, melty Built Bar to go with it. Uh, disclaimer, you might want to get a napkin because it's going to be a little messy. So like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Taste so good, you won't even believe that they're filled with protein. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. So if you thought that I was going to go the entirety of this episode without talking or even mentioning about our new black sweaters, well, you were greatly mistaken because if SportsCenter can acknowledge it, so can I. So if you guys recall, I did sort of a three-part mini-series in terms of uh, the revelation of our uh, new black sweaters. I talked about uh, what I wanted to see, what I didn't want to see. So the first episode was sort of a prediction episode. Then the middle episode was me reacting to the leaked images and I kind of expressed my disappointment. But then again, I said, this is a leaked image and this isn't like the official thing. So maybe once we get like the uh, official word from Adidas or the NHL or the Devils themselves, then uh, maybe it'll be a little bit better. Then we got that. We got the official images. We got the backstory. We got the history. And then I gave my opinion on that and now they're finally here we finally uh, wore them in a game for the first time this game against the Philadelphia Flyers and I must say I do like the colors so uh, I guess the rendering image didn't really do it justice because the black looked a little light it kind of looked a little funny it kind of looked a little off but you know uh, some of my colleagues from Locked On were still trolling me they said that the jerseys weren't good and like I've said many times before personally the jerseys aren't really my cup of tea I would have done something a little different with them I get the backstory I get the history it's sort of like a homage to the Newark Bulldogs but at the same time I just feel as though why were we throwing it back to that uh, specific team but at the end of the day it's just like um, th they actually look a lot better in real life so I don't think the leaked images or the rendering images did it any justice because it kind of made the color uh, look a little off but at the end of the day the jerseys are here we wore them for the first time and they look nice especially under the lights and uh, the, the one change and I think I've mentioned this on the episode before was that uh, 
I, I'm not really a big fan of the stripes on the sleeves. I think we could have done without that and they would have looked really nice. So even though my colleagues from Lockdown are trolling me about the jerseys saying that they're one of the worst jerseys in the entire league, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And like I said, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I think these jerseys do look rather nice, but you know, it, it, they're not my favorite, but at the same time, uh, it, it, I, I respect it. It looks nice. It, and, and it looks a lot better in real life compared to the leaked images and the rendering images. So uh, the, the first time that we've worn those black jerseys, and I think we're projected to wear them uh, 12 more times throughout the course of the year. So um, let's dance with the lady in black, I guess. And the lady in black wanted to dance because we were able to shut out the Philadelphia Flyers 3 to nothing. So like I said, Mackenzie Blackwood, he's basically the Rocky Balboa of the Philadelphia uh, Flyers because they, they have no answer for him. They've never beaten him in regulation. So uh, if Mackenzie Blackwood is in between the pipes and facing the Philadelphia Flyers, then you pretty much can put up a dub in uh, the category. But I did, I did tell you guys, and I mentioned it in today's episode, I did guarantee a win for the New Jersey Devils. And had they lost this game, I think there would have been, hmm, I'll be polite and just say, I think there would have been some changes amongst the New Jersey Devils because the Philadelphia Flyers, after tonight's game, they are now on a 10-game uh, winless streak. Uh, the last time that they got a point was on November 24th against the Florida Panthers in which they lost an OT. But like I said, they got a point. And the last time that they got two points was November 16th against the Calgary Flames. So it's been a good while since the Philadelphia Flyers have put up two points uh, on the board. So when we're looking at the Metropolitan Division, like I told you guys, if the Devils win this game against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, they kind of give themselves a little bit of separation between them and the Flyers. So the Devils have been uh, performing poor the last few games, but they're just so lucky that the Islanders and the Flyers have been doing way worse. So uh, I'll, I'll give you the rundown of the Metropolitan Division, and I'll give you my overall opinion as to what this win means for the New Jersey Devils. So the Capitals are currently leading uh, the division with uh, 38 points to the good. Then the Rangers have 37, and the Hurricanes have 35. Like I said, those are the top three teams to beat out in the Metropolitan Division. And then you got the Penguins with 29 points. The Blue Jackets have 26. The Devils have 25. The Flyers have 20. And the Islanders have 17. So, like I said, even though we've been playing poor our last few games or so, we're just so lucky that the Flyers and the Islanders have been doing way worse than us. And uh, it, it should be considered a blessing that we're still within striking distance of the Penguins and the Blue Jackets. So, like I told you guys, it's not time to give up on the season quite yet. We're not as bad as you think. This isn't like the in past years with the Metropolitan Division where there's basically no room uh, to hide because every team is good or yada, yada, yada. But now it's it's completely different. The Flyers are showing no signs of improvement. Uh, they're picking up right where they left off last year, and that's not a good thing. They just are very inconsistent. They can't get a win to save their lives. And then the Islanders, thank the Lord, they finally won a game, but it, it took them a good while. So this, this win for the New Jersey Devils, and Lindy Ruff said it best, this is sort of like a stepping stone for them. This is something they can build off of because, like I said at the beginning of this episode, this game, for the most part, other than what happened in period number one and then, you know, maybe that offsides uh, called against Zaka after the coach's challenge, this, this game, for the most part, was very uneventful. Like, it was very boring. Like, 
I, I, I was falling asleep just watching it just because there was nothing really get me out of my seat kind of thing. Like like I said, that pass from Heizer to uh, Brock was beautiful. That was excellent. I'm, I'm not going to take that away from them. Dawson Mercer uh, getting a power play goal, which, by the way, was his uh, first power play goal in his career. And actually, uh, I, I didn't even know this, Dawson Mercer was able to snap a uh, seven-game uh, goal drought with that power play goal. So uh, that definitely meant a lot for him because it's been a while since he scored a goal. He's had his opportunities. Unfortunately, he's just a little unlucky, similar to his teammate Thomas Tatar. But back to what I was saying, uh, this is just a good building block for the New Jersey Devils just to take the positives and finally get a win, finally get those two points because they had a very poor outing against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they uh, sent the game uh, against the Ottawa Senators into a shootout the first time that the Senators went into a shootout all season, so that's a little frustrating. But, you know, they, they now have three points in the last few games. So when looking at it from this perspective, I just think this is a pretty big win for them just because the Ottawa Senators, that was kind of a must win for them. But I think the Devils were just like, no, maybe the Senators, they're on a good little run right now, and we caught them at the wrong possible time. But if we play the Flyers, and this should be an easy victory. That's why I said in yesterday's episode, 100% guaranteed win for the New Jersey Devils just based on everything that's going on for the Philadelphia Flyers. I mentioned in yesterday's episode, it's been a while since they've gotten a win or it's been a while since they've gotten two points on the board because just to reiterate, they are on a 10-game winless streak, not a 10-game losing streak. Well, technically you could say it's a losing streak, but they were still able to get a point out of that Florida Panthers game. So uh, the fact that they've had a point in their last uh, few or so games says that it's a winless streak, not a losing streak if that makes any sense but anyway uh when looking at this overall game for the new jersey devils yeah it was a boring game but boring is good you need those kind of games but you know what's not boring taking your uh bets to vegas so uh if you can't get to vegas i know the second best thing betonline.ag so betonline has you covered all season more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to march its way to the playoffs BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So let's compare the final statistics and then I will give my letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 27 to 25 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you know, nothing impressive in this category. You're going to get uh, games like that where neither team is going to reach the 30s in terms of shots on goal. You're never going to see like all, all the time, like, you know, shots on goals in the 40s or things of that nature. You're going to have games like that. And it was bound to happen sooner rather than later. Like I said, I'm mostly happy that the Devils were able to get the win and get the two points and then call it a day. That, that That's all I can ask for. And then face-off percentage, the Flyers absolutely cooked us in this statistical category. 68% compared to 32%. Power play opportunities, the Flyers were 0 for 2. And the Devils were 1 for 3, thanks to Dawson Mercer. And then uh, hits, uh, 21 to 20 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Blocks, 15 to 8 in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. Giveaways, the Flyers had more in that regards, 10 to 7 in that category. So when we're looking at the overall impact from uh, the New Jersey Devils, I think the one thing I just wanted to acknowledge is that 
I, I think Thomas Tatar is is cursed at this point. Like seriously, I, 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 he had a couple of good shots on goal opportunity late in the third period, and unfortunately, it didn't translate into a goal. So that obviously has to be frustrating at times. But at the same time, you know, it, you're going to get uh, things like that. But like I said, Tatar has actually been performing well the last ten or so games. So not going to take that away from him. But I just wanted to put that out there. And also, my player to look out for was Jack Hughes. He was able to get a point this game. Uh, and he had a plus minus of plus one. So, you know, not the overall impact that I was looking for from Hughes, but he was able to assist on Mikey McLeod's uh, empty netter goal. Speaking of which, Mikey McLeod was finally able to snap it and get his first goal this season. So congratulations to him, albeit it was an empty netter. Just putting that out there once again, but we'll take it. We'll, we'll, we'll take anything that we could potentially get. We'll take any puck into the netting, empty netter or no empty netter. So Jack Hughes, uh, th there's his overall statistics, and that was my player to look out for. That was also the Devils. Uh, I, I was watching the broadcast in which they have this radio show, and they usually pick um, – player to look out for so they also picked uh jack hughes so goes to show that i i wasn't the only one who had faith in jack hughes to have an overall impact this game uh, and then like i mentioned mike mcleod gets his first goal this season on the empty netter sharon govich also got an assist so hopefully that uh gets him going just a little bit um uh, like I said, it, it was assisting on Mikey McLeod's um, empty netter. But then when we're looking at the defensive side of things, uh, leading the Devils in blocks uh, was Ty Smith and Jonas Siegenthaler. So here's the thing. Um, and, and by the way, Mikey McLeod led our team in, in, in total with four blocks. But I'm just talking about the defenseman, just, just putting that out there. So uh, look, Ty Smith only had like, what, one point in his first like 16 games to begin the year. But now he is on a three-game point streak. And I, I think he's starting to pick it up. And like I said a couple weeks ago, maybe uh, scratching Ty Smith for a couple games was the best answer just so it could wake him up a little bit because uh, he had an assist in this game against the Flyers. He had an assist against the Senators game. And then he had an assist in the Winnipeg Jets game. And, you know, it, it, it's um, it, it, there's going to be growing pains. It, it, it's not perfect. It hasn't been peaches and cream the last few games either. But just wanted to give credit when credit is due. So just putting that out there, Ty Smith has a point in his last three or so games. And uh, still a lot of work to be done because he did have a plus minus of negative three in that Winnipeg Jets game. And he also had a turnover uh, that could have costed the New Jersey Devils in that Senators matchup. But uh, fortunately, the goal was waved off. But, you know, it, like I said, it hasn't been perfect so far, but he's heading in the right direction. So I, 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 I will say that. So I'm a little conflicted. I'm a little torn in that regard. So just wanted to put that out there. Mackenzie Blackwood, like I mentioned, 8-0-2 all-time versus the Philadelphia Flyers. And he was able to get the shutout. Uh, he saw 25 shots, stopped all 25 of them. So very impressive from Mackenzie Blackwood. And overall for this game for the New Jersey Devils, it was a very good game. And like I said, they played their best uh, brand of hockey for the whole 60-minute frames. Not once was I ever worried about like uh, the Philadelphia Flyers ever threatening on the New Jersey Devils. And I just said, keep Giroux in check, then uh, good things will happen. So I'm going to give this game a solid A for the New Jersey Devils because they shut out the Philadelphia Flyers. They played their best uh, game of the year, arguably. And they did well in both specialty teams. They uh, did well in the penalty kill, and they also were able to get a power play goal. To It's a step in the right direction, and, you know, for the other two opportunities, they didn't score, and they were uh, able to just pass it around really well and try to get 
a good shot opportunity. It looked like that they had a strategy. Just sometimes a strategy doesn't work. It helps that Mackenzie Blackwood got the shutout. So our next game is going to be Friday against the Nashville Predators. That's also going to be a another test for us because if you guys recall, uh, the last time we played the Nashville Predators, we lost. And that was one of our worst performances of the year so hopefully we can redeem ourselves so let me know what you guys think on locked on devil's twitter page in terms of this overall game what do you expect in our next one against the predators as for today that's all the time i have for you guys so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey thanks for listening go devils and i will see you guys in the next episode